Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. Please listen to us through the week, Monday through Fridays. I want to encourage you to write down this number. Go get a pencil, get a pen, write it down. You can hear us from 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock p.m., that's 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. by calling 319-527-6036. Again, that's 319-527-6036. You can also hear us uh, Sunday mornings from 8.30 a.m. to 10 o'clock. Again, that's 8.30 a.m. to 10 o'clock by calling 319-527-6036. We thank you so much for listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. We have so many awesome speakers. We have Minister Michael Gray, uh, who just spoke this morning. We also have Reverend Lucas. Uh, we have uh, Reverend Rice, uh, Apostle Lockery, and the list goes on. We also have our musical concert that um, on Friday night, so you can sit back, relax yourself, and abase in the Lord. God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast, and this is our disclaimer that all music that you hear belongs uh, to the artist that we are here to promote those sounds and to encourage you to get those CDs. Again, all the music that you hear belongs to the artists, and we are here to encourage you to get those CDs. And we want to uh, say to you that you are blessed, you are favored, and we love the Lord, and we want you to Sit back and enjoy, abase yourself, and let us worship God. Amen. Amen. God bless you again, and let us be blessed. Amen. And when God is with me, if I got Jesus on the inside, it doesn't matter where I go.
live our life in such a way that God can say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. We want to at this time just sit back and relax and just listen to a prayer that we used to say those good old Baptist prayer in the church down south. There's nothing like worshiping God down south. And for those of you around the world who may not understand what we mean by down south, churches that's in our southern district as far as the southern part of the state, that North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, that old sit back, relax, sit on a porch, chew a straw, and just and excuse me, just enjoy worshiping God, drinking that lemonade, and having that minced barbecue. Good God Almighty, I feel all right already. So let us sit back and enjoy that good old prayer from the Baptist Church. Amen. <laughs> us and forgive us in spite of ourselves. 
You know, we all, I used to hear them uh, singing those chong, uh, songs, as I said before, down south, that they always would say, God, do not pass me by. Truly, I want the Lord to wake me up in the land of the living. I want to be in the favor of God, and I want to make it home for eternal life. Let us listen to uh, Pastor Dr. E. Dew Smith. And God bless you again. As always, I always say that if God can't do it, it cannot be done. So we do not want our God to pass us by. Amen. If you would like to call us for prayer, 
Our phone number is 410-661-4103. Again, that's 410-661-4103. God bless you again. As I said, that you can hear us Monday through Fridays as well as the weekend. We thank you so much for tuning in, not only to the radio station, but now we are on TV So we thank God for the opportunity that he is sending us to do worldwide evangelism, and we encourage you to network with us and to let people know that we are on the air. Again, the music that you hear belongs to the artist. This is our disclaimer. We want to give an update now that we have some praise report that has come in we thank you so much. I always believe that if God can't do it, it can't be done. I believe in miracles. I hope you believe in it, too. God has made the doctors. He has made the nurses and the medication that we need to be healed. However, he has also fixed it so that we can be intercessors of prayer, that we can network with others, touch in the grief, and declare a miracle. We thank God that we have had some praise reports uh, that have come back. Uh, we heard from uh, Lawrence that he was, uh, well, he is a young man in West Virginia that he was uh, had um, a disease that fixed it through getting sick. Um, and with this COVID that's out here, that he was not able to be around other people. And being around other people, that he could not catch any germs, he uh, COVID, uh, nobody could come in a room, family or friends, and it was so bad that it was almost like that he was what we call a bubble, that he was isolated, that even it was hard for nurses to come in and give him medication. He was in the hospital for uh, several months, and he called us. And we were uh, speaking about the situation, and I believe in miracles, and we prayed for it. The doctors did not feel that he could come out the hospital. Uh, He wouldn't be able to see family, go back to his job, or or live a regular life. You know, it got to a point that he was like that one in a hundred that he caught this rare disease, that he couldn't be around other human beings. Good God Almighty. But, you know, the devil is a liar that him and I, we touched and agree, we believe it by faith. And he is now home from the hospital. He was able to go back to his job. He was able to see his family and friends, and that he no longer have to isolate himself from others, and he can breathe the air that we breathe. Glory be to God. So we give a special shout-out to Lord. Thank you for that prayer report as well. We also uh, want to acknowledge uh, Burton that he let us know that, you know, for the last couple of years since COVID that he had had a a heart operation or what they call a stench or something that they put in his heart that he was one of those that was, um, um, that could catch COVID or any other diseases that he had to isolate himself. So he was locked up in the house for over two years, him and his wife and that anyone that visited him had to be outside his door to speak to him because his body was so weak that he could not be around others as well. Well, we believe it by faith. Good God Almighty. Yes, we did. 
and that we said that if if God God be in it, God said by His stripes you are healed, and that God said if you can believe it, you can receive it. Good God Almighty, and we had asked God for a miracle that He could at least go outside His house door and to have a normal life. I heard a praise report for him as well that he was able to go to the market. He was able to uh, visit his child, take a ride, and he still wears his mask, but he is out in public around other human beings. Good God Almighty. You know when the devil want to shut you up and shut you in. Good God Almighty. If if God be for you, that door will be open. God say he can do anything but fail. Just like the lady with an issue of blood with 12 years of infirmity. But God healed her. We thank God for his word. We thank God for his promises. Even for those uh, that had those heart situations that God aligned their hearts back up in, in their chest. It is beating normal as well as other praise report uh, that has come in that uh, I heard from B that she told me that the doctors had given up on her grandchild, that um, all of the vital signs were shutting down, and they expect the family to come and get their last rites. Good God Almighty. But God touched and agreed. God said, where two or three are gathered, he's in the midst. And her and I, we believe it by faith, and we prayed together. I stood in agreement with her. And not only did the uh, uh, grandbaby get well, that, um, all the vital signs started functioning normally, and that um, she's no longer unto death, but she is out the hospital today. Glory be to God that when the doctors thought that she was going to die, it was not her time. God said that she would live, and she is out of the hospital today. We thank God for the power of prayer. We thank God for the miraculous, and I believe that if God can't do it, it can't be done. You know, he said where there's two or three that he would touch, he would come in and he would be in agreement with us. It says that if you invite him, that he would come in. So if he come in, he's going to touch us through the Holy Spirit. He's going to saturate us, engulf us, and cover us with his mercy and his grace. You know God's grace is sufficient for us. Yes, he is. So we thank God so much for that. For the testimonies that's coming in, we think that God has smiled on us. Matter of fact, let us just go ahead and listen to the House of Hope and let us listen to a favorite song that God has smiled on me. Guess what? He also smiled on you. Amen. Amen.
shared this particular story about uh, Samuel. Samuel, it says here that God had used him to anoint and appoint David, a little fellow that was out there in the field, and God had used him to pour oil over his head. David was a man after God's own heart, as you see in 1 Samuel 13 and 14, that David had those qualities that pleased God. Oh, I say it again. That David had qualities that pleased God. So just say, ouch, and receive it in love. Because, you know, sometimes we can always hear the positive, but there are times that we need to recognize what God is saying to us so that we can still move forward and receive those blessings of God. David was a man that accomplished much. Uh, he was able to fill out the promises and the promised land that God had given him and that he followed God. A lot of times he fell with temptation of sin, but he repented and came to himself, and he tried to have effectual leadership under God. David knew that God had established him, that David already knew that God was going to raise him up as a king and that he would uh, lead the people in such a way that they could live for God and live according to God's standards. You know, a lot of times, as I said, that we see people that we admire and that we want to be just like them. David built up the strong uh, kingdom for God, but before he got there, he fell under authority of Saul. Saul was the king at that particular time, and that he became one of his disciples in his army. It is unfortunate as you look at Second Samuel that through the Bible it says that Saul was favored by God, but he became a fallen hero. Why he became a fallen hero? Because he would not repent. He did not resist temptation. And because of his disobedience, that he didn't have no peace. Have you ever met somebody that's so double-minded, uh-oh, I don't want to step on your toes, stay out, that they hear, they dare, they're all over the place, one minute they're for you, next minute they're not. They go up, they down, you don't know if it's rainy today or sunshine and tomorrow. Because every day this person personality flips that you really can't figure out if it's real or is it memorex? Is this how the person is, or is he just pretending to uh, just give us another image? Saul had gotten to the point that he became flip-floppy, that his decisions was unstable, and when he may had a made-up mind, that his mind was so made up that nobody could even give him reasoning to say that maybe he was not doing things in the best interest, not only of himself, but of all. Saul needed restoration. He became a victim, a 
his own temptation. Uh-oh. Sometimes we get tempted because of flesh. Sometimes we get tempted because of pride. Sometimes we get tempted because we want the attention of others. We are only human beings. This is why Jesus uh, came to show us a better way. No one is perfect. But the Bible says that he had a story of the prodigal son that when he came to himself, it also said that when I was a child, I did childish things, but when I got grown, I put those things behind me. Saul had got to the point that because he had riches, because he had land, that because he became popular among his people, because he had the favor of many, and he knew all of those people, for lack of a better word, of those important folks, that he got beside himself. Sometimes that there are people that God will bless cannot handle the attention, the popularity, the fame, the fortune. You see it all the time. There are some poor individuals, and then when God give them money, they put diamonds in their head. There was a rapper that he put a diamond right in the middle of his head. There are those that they uh, tattoo the body from head to toe because they uh, want to be a sign and say, look at me. This is what I believe or what I think. There are those that sometimes God will enlarge their territory and give them the nice house and car, but when they lose it all, some of them can't handle it and they turn over to crime. Good God Almighty that Saul had gotten to the point that he was so popular, he was accepted by the people that he became rejected by God. Good God Almighty. You know, that's a sad place when you got the approval of man and you don't have the favor of God, that he became tormented because God would not let him have restful sleep. He tossed and he turned at night. He got up early in the morning. He became restless in his thoughts that there was something going on in his spirit that made him uncomfortable. However, God is a merciful God. He knew that Saul couldn't handle his riches, his popularity, that Saul could not handle the blessings that God has given him. You know, it's sad when you talk down to people, you ridicule. Uh, you ridicule, you criticize, you tear down, you find fault and blame that you become a narcissist, that you only get joy when you make other people feel bad or it pushes you up to make you feel that you are higher than another human being. Good God Almighty, I step on your toes there, ouch. It's sad when you got to tear down people, talk about people, find fault in people and just point fingers, that God sent his servant, an humble little young fella that became loyal and devoted to him, and he meant him well. There are so many times that God will put people in your life that means you good, put people in your life that can pray you through, hey, Put people in your life that believe God for your healing. Put people in your life that can push you higher to the next level. But Saul became ungrateful. 
Saul said he didn't need nobody. He was doing fine before he met him. He didn't even really wanted that relationship with David, but he wanted David's goods. It's sad that people want you for the wrong reason and not for the reason that God is sending them in your life. David was there for Saul to give him comfort and peace and to pray him through to help enlarge his territory. Saul didn't want him. Saul didn't even want him around. That Saul thought he could do better without him. There was greener grass on the other side that he could find uh, joy in other directions. However, he needed that one thing from David. David was a psalmist. David could play those music to Zion. David knew how to give him some type of comfort that his spirit and soul rested. But, you know, it's sad when you use and abuse people or have them around just to uh, meet your pleasures or keep them around because they benefit you. You don't like them. You don't want to be with them. You have no love for them. But you need that one thing that they got. With David, it was his prayer life and favor with God. Sometimes people have you around because maybe they need you to clean the house or Maybe they need you to cook the food, or maybe they need you to take care of the kids, or maybe they may need you for fleshly reasons. But they don't want you, God forbid. You use, manipulate, and con, and take advantage of people that just want to be kind and show you love, and they bring God's favor. David was loyal and devoted to Saul. He did everything that he asked him to do. He was his friend. David was such a friend that he became a friend to his family uh, members. He became a friend to those that was in Saul's circle, his family. Saul figured, you know, I, I need to I need to keep him around. He got that powerful prayer life. I feel healed when he's around and and things get a little bit better that even my territory gets enlarged, and, and my money was acting funny, but now I'm getting blessed financially. But he still didn't like Saul. He didn't want Saul. But he wanted to keep the goods that David was bringing to the table. Deep down inside, Saul was jealous of David because he had favor from God. He even enticed him by saying, look, won't you marry my daughter? You really will be a part of the family, or why don't you stay connected to me so that um, we could always be the best of friends. It's sad when you have people that eat at your table but can't, you know, uh, can't stand your guts. It's sad that you have people that's in your ministry, but they stand around so they can get the knowledge and the anointing so they can leave. It's sad when people come in your life so that they could uh, better themselves or get a prayer through or get healed or get delivered or have things that go in their favor, but once they do, they want to trash you and throw you out the door. God forbid. David stayed there and prayed him through and played the music and comforted his soul and, and reminded God that he was on a mission to be there as a servant for one of his leaders. Saul was overcoming and obsessed with getting rid of David by any means necessary. 
he had got to the point that because his family liked him, because people in his circle liked him, because everybody uh, that met him seemed to like him, that that jealous grew and that David became a threat. Sometimes in life you see different ones that they become a threat to you. You're not worried about that. You got more money. You may have more territory, houses, lands, and cars. But they become a threat because they have one thing that you don't have, which is the favor of God on their life. Because they're willing to be humble and sacrifice and give up every worldly thing so that they can have the grace and the mercy seat of God in their life. Saul wasn't willing to do that. He wasn't going to share his money. He didn't want to share his popularity. He didn't want to share any of those blessings that God had blessed him with. He wanted it all. You ever meet people sometime, you hear him say, me, myself, and I, that Saul was in uh, a hurry to say, you know, I'm going to get rid of this man. And he got to the point, he said, I'm going to kill him. That way I ain't never got to worry about him no more in my life, hear his name no more. And he knew that as long as David stayed in his territory, that the focus would be on David. He knew that the popularity would come to David. He knew that he would be the one shining in the spotlight and not himself. He couldn't have that. Saul wanted all that attention. Saul wanted all that recognition. He wanted to be a, a big boy, as they say on the street. He wanted to roll with the big boy. He was a big dog. And he didn't have room for nobody else to take away his shine. David had integrity. David had love. And David was humble. You know, Saul was rejected by God because he had misused his power. He got over cocky and confident about himself and his ability and the money that God had given him, and that he lacked self-control. He became self-centered in his heart. It was all about me, myself, and I. He wanted the approval. It is so sad, and I don't mean to step on your toes, and this is my opinion, so I'm going to say it right now. I hear people say, I'm on Facebook. I think that's great. But then when you look at it, they tell all their business where they went to eat, where they slept, where they had vacation, who's in their circle, what pictures they took, what outfits they took. Look at me. It's all about everything sitting around themselves and every activity in their life. You hear some say, I'm on YouTube, and I'm preaching and teaching. Look at me. And they want to be the best orator that's out there, the best preacher that's out there. They want to show how great that God has raised them up. They're on Facebook and YouTube. Good God Almighty. There's nothing wrong with that. If you choose to share information that could better humanity and also could push the ministry that God has given you to be a help to others. But when you get to the point, that you want the fame, the recognition, the name, the popularity. You want all the shine so you can say, oh, you want to ride with a big boy. You see those great big uh, ministers who have been successful and the favor of God is on their life. 
But when you hear about it, it's humble beginning. People don't even, um, like myself, I don't even like being on TV. I look too fat. I don't even have a Facebook account, even though I'm on Facebook and YouTube. I won't even see the things that's being sent around the world because I'll be like, oh, my God, I got a bad air day. But people want that attention when they get that new outfit or they get them uh, expensive clothes or uh, I, I saw one guy here said, look at my eyeglasses. they $10,000, and I got diamonds running all around the thing. And they just want to show up, look, I got a, a brand-new car again. I brought myself a Rose Royce. It's nothing wrong with that to say that you're proud that God has given you things, but you want to shovel and be seen by others on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and blogs. If you are doing it so that it can better humanity, or you are doing it to share information, or you are doing it to share family pictures and just to be social, but to push yourself for popularity and get false attention and false praise and false hope, God forbid, that Saul felt that all of his shine would be taken by this little man that he felt wasn't worthy to be in his uh, home, even though he pushed his daughter off. He didn't felt that he should be in his company, and he sure didn't want him to have any of his belongings. I think it's sad that when you read this particular story that, that David was there to be a blessing, Saul was so lost in the vision. Sometimes you meet people that cannot see the whole vision and plan of God because they just focus on what's in front of them. Then he figured if David leaves, he can get that popularity again, he can get that shine again, he can get that me, myself, and I again. I'm sure he would have put himself on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and all those other accounts and Instagram because he just wanted to continue to get the approval of people. You get those attention seekers. God forbid. David had already conquered killing Goliath. David had already went on missions for God and became uh, an instrument that God was using. But rather than Saul said, you know what, David, I'm going to keep you around me with love. Because if I keep you there, you're going to enlarge my territory, which he was doing. If I keep you there, I'm going to have a healthy life and God, maybe longevity of life, because God is using you and he hears your prayer. Saul could not see that David was his blessing that could get him more money, could get him more territory, that could get him longevity of life, that could get him what he needed to be more successful and to keep his healing. It's sad when you look over some history of oppression or slavery that there were masters who kept the slave around to benefit them and their household, but they couldn't stand their gut. They'd rather kill them and get rid of them than to treat them as a human being. You know, when you hear some who was very successful that not only did they bless them to become a family member, help build them up or invest in their um business or their ministry, and when it expands, 
it would it would go to everybody. You know, I, I once I once uh, saw a young lady that everybody became jealous of her because she had the favor of God, and that God was using her to go up the ladder to get a particular business and to be successful. What they do? They pull the rug under. They got the girl fired on her job. They had a bad reputation. They talked about her. Men didn't want to deal with her because she was too fat, too dark, too too old, too young, too skinny, too black, too white. Whatever the reason was, the physical features, they didn't want to be bothered with her. But they could not see that the favor of God was on this girl's life, that they should have continued a friendship. She had vision. She had ideas of how all of them could be rich and that she had a business plan that could work for everybody because it came from God. She was rejected by her city, and she went to another city. The woman is a billionaire today, one of the richest billionaires, that when she went to another city, people say, I don't care you fat. I don't care you black. I don't care you're tall. I don't care you're skinny. I don't care that you're old. I don't care that you're young. You bring the good. Criticize her because of her age, of her complexion, or her weight. They embraced her. They listened to her ideas. They checked out some of her vision. They invested in the dreams that she had so that they all could benefit. Not only did they invest it, that it expanded, it went all over the world. They became rich, more powerful than they ever could. Other people who said, I don't care how fat she is, how old she is, how black she is, she got some good ideas that might have benefit everybody. And it wasn't just a one-sided idea, me, myself, and I. Uh, this could bless me. But it was something that was universal that it could go from across the board. It was one of those ideas that everybody could benefit from. Good God Almighty. There are leaders out there that God will use, that every family, every child, every teenager, every mother, every father, every business person can get a hold of. God said he got a cattle on a thousand hills. Everybody could get blessed. It wasn't about my business. It wasn't about my idea. It wasn't about uh, this is what I'm doing, this is my proposal, this is my business plan, this is how much money I get in the bank. I, 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 I. The vision that the lady brought to the table said, look here, I think this could go across the board from city to state. I think this will go from uh, worldwide, maybe to radio and TV. It expanded so that millions and millions and millions of dollars came that she became a billionaire and she rich today. The same people that rejected her because she was black, she was fat, she was old. Uh, she didn't uh, have the right shape, the right eye color and all, hair color and all that foolishness. They still sitting here today mediocre. They still living their regular life. But had they went beyond the outside appearance, had they went beyond being selfish or trying to say, look at me, I got the prettiest house, prettiest car, prettiest woman, prettiest man. I got the pretty, pretty, pretty. I got more diamonds. They would have been more successful today. I'm sure they regret that. I, I've listened to some of the stars 
that, and this was in the news that I love to hear about Beyonce and Rihanna, that they had men that rejected them. They had men that thought that they could find greener pastors. There were men that left Rihanna, wasn't kind to Rihanna, even fought Rihanna, and didn't want her, thought they could do better. There were people who, uh, as, as Beyonce gave her testimony, that she dated people and they cheated on her and they broke up with her and they treated her all kinds of ways. Sometimes you got to be careful. When you have a good thing in your life and that's 80%, you don't want to trade it off for 20%. Uh-oh, I'll say it again. Then look at those two women today. They are the richest billionaire women in the world. That now that uh, Beyonce, she's a billionaire, and Rihanna, <laughs> she's one of the richest black women and a billionaire as well. And I'm sure those men that rejected them and those that uh, was cruel and mean to them or said negative things, they regret it today. God bless Rihanna. She has met her a nice young man. She got uh, a double baby on the way. She'll have two children, Beyonce. Uh, she's doing well with three kids married to Jay-Z, and they are happy individuals. When you find love, and I love what she said, that Jay-Z support her and help her vision and invest in her, even include his money, that they both have climbed to be one of the most powerful uh, couple here in the United States of America. Rihanna, I love her testimony. She didn't marry the old man with money. She didn't marry... Uh, the billionaire, she didn't marry those that say they could do this for her and look at me, myself, and I. <laughs> she married a little young guy that had a dream like herself, that was hustling, trying to make a dollar like herself, who they would least expect. She could have got any man in the whole world. That I understand she had a billionaire, she had an old man with money. She didn't want that. She wanted somebody her age that knew how to treat her as a woman and show her love and respect. And God bless them both. Look how successful they are. You need to be careful how you treat people. You need to be careful how you push people out your life. Saul pushed David out of his life, that he tormented himself. He got rid of his good thing. The favor of God left him. He did not have the blessings that he could have got. His territory could have spread. He could have really been greater than what he was, but he went down as a foolish man, and he died. You know, another thing before I wrap this up, because I hate to be a killjoy, and I'm going to do a part two to this. I think it's important. There are people that are already old, like Saul. There are people who have lived their life and they're up in age. But rather than help, a person that God has sent in their life to ex extend their years and their territory and be a blessing to them, that they refuse to pass on the baton. They refuse to see the bigger picture where God is showing them that he's trying to give them a blessing that's far above their means now, far above their means. I want to say to you today, beloved, that God don't want you to spite the nose off your face. That God don't want you to be so caught up in self-worth and so caught up in getting the attention of man and so caught up in me, myself, and I 
But he wants you to open up your eyes and see the whole picture that he has for your life. Be careful how you reject people and what you say and how you put them down. It will cost you in the end, and you won't go as far. When you are on those Internet, social media, and those different websites, be about something that's positive. Try to exhort, edify, and encourage, and speak well of others as well as yourself. Put things out that you can be proud of and not to be showboaty or high-minded or cocky, look at me. There is always somebody greater than yourself. There is always somebody richer than yourself. Like Rihanna showed you, there's always somebody younger than yourself that they could be happy in life. Don't you get to the point like Saul that you're not able to see the forest from the trees. And be careful how you show love one to another. God said treat others the way you want to be treated. God said respect those that's around you like you respect yourself. And God wants us to watch what come out of our mouths. Don't be a player hater. As they say, don't be a hater. You brought it on yourself. If another person is their chance, their opportunity that God is blessing them, then exalt, push them, encourage them, motivate them. If you can't financially support them, you know, whatever you can do, don't be a hater like Saul. Don't be so double-minded that you're here today and gone tomorrow, you're formed today, you're not today, you're going to regret it in the end because the, that, the percentages that David was at 80% and that he was going after false hope and dreams, which was that 20%. Let God smile on you because you make the right choices in life. God bless you again. You've been listening to Apostle Mercy. I'm with the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. I want to get a special shout-out to those who have supported the ministry and gave testimonies, how God has blessed you. I want to encourage you, though, to listen to us through the week that we are expanding and then some good word and some teaching. I want to get a shout-out to Apostle Mears uh, from Jamaica as well as uh, Elder Aru from Pakistan and for others who have called us. I want to say hello to you, uh, Sydney, uh, Ryan, David, and all of those who have supported this ministry as well as Apostle Dr. Anthony uh, Mays. Thank you so much for your words of wisdom. And Apostle Alexander Lockamy, who also cover us in prayer. God bless you again. You can hear us Monday through Friday, as I said, call 319-527-6036, 319-527-6036. Through the week, you can hear us uh, on the radio and as well as 8.30 to 10 o'clock a.m. We're on your local uh, TV stations, and just look up Fivefold Ministries. God bless you. And always remember that God will smile on you when you treat others as you treat yourself, when you speak kind words out of your mouth, when you exalt, edify, and encourage in love. And don't be a Saul, a hater. Amen. Oh, 
Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.